أَوْ أَوْرْ كَالَّذِي Like the one who Or another example أَوْ كَالَّذِي أَوْ means Or have you reflected Because the previous ayah began with أَلَمْ تَوْرَ Have you not reflected So أَوْ Or Have you not reflected كَالَّذِي The example of the one who مَرَّ He passed He passed by ميم را را. He passed by على قرية upon a قرية upon a town meaning he passed by a town another individual who passed by a town and this town وهي خاوية على عروشها while it was overturned upon its rooftops what does it mean by that? خاوية is from the root letters خاوية and خاوية is when a building is uninhabited it is empty it is deserted And when it's empty, nobody's living, nobody's doing the repairs, then eventually, what's going to happen to it? It's going to collapse, or it's going to have a lot of problems. Something or the other is not going to be right in that building. This is what khawayakhwi is. So, khawiyah is basically when a structure is deserted, and so it is in ruins. It's empty, it's fallen. I remember once I went somewhere, and... Um, There was a huge property that belonged to someone, huge property. And there was also a lake in that property. And in that lake was a small island kind of a thing. It wasn't that big, but it was a small piece of land in the middle of the lake. So you'd have to get there through a boat. And on that was a house that they had built. And 50 years ago, now perhaps 60, 70 years ago, People actually used to live in that house. It was like a place they went in their holidays and that's where they lived. And when the owners, they died, their children, they weren't interested in that. They inherited that property, that estate, but they didn't really take care of that house. And that house, I'm talking about a house in Pakistan. Okay, This house was built with the most expensive materials. The tiles were imported The fixtures and everything were also imported. But because nobody was taking care of that house, nobody was living there, it was in a very terrible state. You wouldn't even want to enter there because it was like spooky, it was scary, there were bugs everywhere, you know, birds. And one part of the house was such that it was literally, the roof had collapsed. And at the top, there was a nest by one of these huge birds, a huge nest. And outside of it, outside the house, there was a cow that was dead. And it was decaying, rotting. And when I saw that house, I was so shocked that this house, if it was taken care of, it could have a lot of value, but people don't care about it. And look at the state that it's in. The windows were broken. The walls had, you know, were half collapsed. Uh, you couldn't even tell what was where. It was in a terrible state, completely abandoned. And animals were living over there, birds were living over there, and there were dead animals outside. So this is what Khawiyah is. Completely desolate, completely abandoned, because the inhabitants were dead. Now, imagine a house that is in a war zone. What do you think the state of that house would be? Similar, right? Yes, There would be no animals, no birds living over there, but still, it would be in a very similar state. That it would be collapsed, no life over there. You might see blood, splashes of blood. You might see dead bodies. You might see body parts or whatever. You might see such things. This is what Khawiyah is. 
empty, desolate, and also devastated, like collapsed. So this man, he passed by a town, and the entire town was khawiyatun, desolate, ala urushiha. Urush is the plural of arsh, and arsh is the rooftop. So in other words, the rooftops were fallen. The word arsh is used for the throne, but it's also used for a rooftop. It's also used for a trellis on which vines and all of that they grow onto. So, وَهِيَ خَوِيَةٌ عَلَىٰ عُوشِهَا Now what was this town? Who were these people? Who was this person? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not mentioned it. So what should we do? Guess? If we guess, where are we going to get? Nowhere. Because وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِشَيْءٍ مِنْ عِلْمِهِ إِلَّا بِمَا شَاءٍ If Allah did not inform us, we can never be certain as to who these people were, who this individual was, what the city was. But what we do learn from the Qur'an is that the entire city, the entire population was in this state. That the houses were ruined, the people were dead, dead inside, bodies were laying there, and in the past this happened, and even today it happens, that when certain areas are attacked by the enemy, then this is what you see. That the dead bodies are laying there, nobody's even there to take them out and to bury them. So this man, when he passed by the city, قَالَ He said, أَنَّا How? When? يُحْيِي He will give life, هَذِهِ To this, Allahu Allah بَعْدَ After مَوْتِهَا It's death. That all of these people, how many ever there were, in their hundreds or thousands or what, how will Allah bring them all back to life? He must have seen many dead bodies, so when he passed by, he wondered, how will Allah resurrect all of these people? It's not one or two individuals. It's not just 50. It's so many people. How will Allah bring them back to life? Does it ever happen that you see something and you have a doubt? Or you begin to question that, how will this happen? How can the Day of Judgment happen? How can my deeds be recorded? And how will they be displayed? I wonder how. And then shaitan tells you, what if it's not true? What if it's not true? Just what if? How do you know that Islam is the right religion? What if it's not? What if the day of judgment doesn't come? What if we're not questioned in the grave and this is just what people came up with themselves? Shaitan puts these doubts in our hearts. And they start with these questions. How will this happen? I wonder. But... When a person has iman, and at that moment of doubt, at that moment of wonder, he turns to Allah, that, oh Allah, you show me the truth. Oh Allah, you make me accept the truth. You remove this doubt from my heart. You say, a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. You say, astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh. You turn to Allah, then Allah will guide you to the truth. Allah will not leave you in doubt. These questions, they do come in our minds. These doubts, sometimes they do come. And in these times, what do we need to do? Turn to Allah. Ask Him for guidance. So this individual also, because he was of the believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved his iman. Because earlier, remember we learned that the one who turns to Allah, then he is holding on to the most firm handhold. And that handhold, it will not even have a crack. Allah will save his faith. Allah will save his iman. So, the person who will turn to Allah, Allah will guide his heart. 
So this person, Allah saved him as well. How? That, فَأَمَاتَهُ اللَّهُ Then Allah gave him death. Amata, same root of yumitu, mimwalta, maut. So Allah gave this man death. For how long? Mi'ata amin, a hundred years. The word am is from ain waw mim, and am literally means to swim. And am is used for a year. Because when you swim, you know when you're taking laps back and forth, you start from one spot and you come back there. And likewise, the, the planets, the celestial bodies, they are in their orbits. And then within a year, they complete their orbit. So anyway, فَأَمَاتَهُ اللَّهُ مِئَةَ عَامٍ So Allah, He caused him to die for a hundred years, this individual. And then, summa ba'asa, And then He resurrected him. Ba'asa ba'insa. He gave him life again after a hundred years. And then Allah questioned him. Qala, Allah asked him, Kam labista? How much did you stay? Labista lambasa. Labs is to remain. How long have you been here? How long were you sleeping? Qala, that man replied, Labistu yawman. I remained for a day. Awbaadayam or just a part of a day. Because death is like sleep. And when a person is asleep, he doesn't know how long he has slept. This is why you keep looking at the clock. I slept for two hours, I slept for four hours, I slept for six hours, right? And if you don't have the clock in front of you, if you don't see that, then you don't know how much you've slept. Sometimes it happens that you feel so fresh, but then when you look at the clock, oh, it's only 3.30, oh, I'm so sleepy. Or sometimes you wake up in the morning and you are so tired and you look at the clock, you're like, nine o'clock? I better get up. So sleep, when you're asleep, you have no idea how much time has passed by. Likewise, a person who has died, I'm talking about a righteous person. When he will pass the test in the grave, he'll be told by the angels, Nam, sleep. You sleep. So you will have no idea about the hundreds and hundreds of years that will go by. So this person was also a righteous person, right? So he was dead for a hundred years, and when he was given life again, he said, I've just been sleeping for a day or a part of a day. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, Qala, he said, Bal rather, Labista, you have remained here for Mi'ata Amin for a hundred years. You have remained here for a hundred years. And to prove that to him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, Fanzul, then look at Ila Ta'amik to your food. Ta'am, Ta'ain Meem, food. Look at your food. He must have been carrying that food with him. What was that food? Does it matter to you? It doesn't matter to us, whatever that food was, because we can't eat it. It's long gone. So, fandur ila ta'amik, because you'll find many discussions. Oh, it was this food. No, it was that food. So, look at your food. Washalabika and your drink. Lam yatasanna. It has not decayed. It has not become aged. The word yatasanna is from the root letter sin nunha. Saniha yasnahu is to change color, to change the taste, to change the smell of something. When the color, the taste, the smell changes of something, why? Because of the passage of time. So for example, you have some, let's say tomato sauce in a jar. And you put it in the refrigerator. After a day, it'll look the same. But after two weeks, how will it look? Slightly different in its color, in its smell, in its taste, even perhaps in its texture, you might find some mold growing on it. So this is what saniha is. 
When something begins to decay, it has changed. Why? Due to passage of time. So look at your food and your drink. It has not changed at all. It has remained the same despite the passage of a hundred years. But on the other hand, وَنظُرْ إِلَى حِمَارِكْ Look at your donkey. Look at your donkey. What has happened to it? It's dead. Its bones are withered. It has no flesh, no nerves, no skin. And you have come back to life exactly as you were before. Why? Because وَلِنَا جَعَلَكَ And we are making you آيَةً لِلنَّاسِ A sign for the people. A sign of what? An evidence of what? That Allah has the power to resurrect. وَنظُرْ And look. Look back at your donkey. Only the bones of which remain. Look at the donkey. And look at إِلَى الْعِظَامِ To the bones. كَيْفَ هَوْ نُنْشِزُهَا we raise it. Meaning, look at the donkey, how we raise its bones. Nun shizu, nun shin zai. Nashz is irtifar. To lift, to raise, to elevate something. And nun shizu in shaz is that, look at how we lift up the bones. So it is as though the bones were lifted up before him, like you see in those cartoons, right? That the body just rises up in the sky and... And all those stars and glitter, like what's happening. So look at the bones, how we lift them up, meaning we bring them back to life. Summa and then we clothe it. Naksu from the root letters kaf, seen wow, kiswa is clothing. So how we clothe the bones, lahman with flesh. Look at the donkey. Over the past 100 years, you were dead. This donkey also died. And look at what has become of its body. Withered bones have remained. But look, in front of you, we're going to lift it up, we're going to bring it back to life, and we're going to dress these bones with flesh. So that donkey will come to life again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed him three things over here. First of all, his own body. Secondly, the food. And thirdly, the donkey. His body was exactly the same. He had come back to life after a hundred years. The food was also the same. It did not rot. It did not get spoiled at all. And the donkey, on the other hand, had decayed. The bones were withered. And this man, when he woke up, when he was given life again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought the donkey back to life again in front of him. When he saw that, when he saw that, Allah says, فَلَمَّا Then when تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ It became clear to him. What became clear to him? That definitely... Allah can resurrect the dead. There is no doubt about this. Allah can resurrect the dead. It became very clear to him. The food remained as it is. What do we think? That if a person dies, you know, he died a hundred years ago, the bones have disintegrated, they have been lost into the earth, and that earth from it, you know, plants grew, so that soil has changed even. This is what we think, that the bodies are lost. How will Allah bring them back to life? But we see that over a hundred years that food remained the same. Why? Because Allah caused it to remain the same. So likewise, even though the bodies may be lost into the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can still bring them back together. Allah can still resurrect the dead. Even if something is decayed, rotten, withered, Allah can bring that back to life. 
فَلَمَّا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ When it became clear to him, قَالَ أَعْلَمُ He said, I know now that أَنَّ اللَّهَ That indeed Allah عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ That He is over all things capable. He is able to do everything. Anything that He wants to, He can do it. It's not difficult for Allah. It is said that this individual, this person, was actually a prophet of Allah. And it is said that he passed by a town where some people lived. They were attacked by an ancient king whose name was Bukht Nasr. And when he attacked that particular town, he devastated it. He killed all the people and he left them there and he moved on to attack other towns. So this Prophet of Allah, he came to see the people and it is said that they were Bani Israel to see what had happened. So when he came to see, he wondered that how will Allah bring all of this back to life? Now imagine, he was a prophet of Allah. Even if he was not a prophet of Allah, he was a believer. And he had that question in his mind for just a moment, how will this happen? But Allah saved him, Allah saved his faith. Allah showed it to him that I can resurrect the dead. Nimrud, he was shown the truth. It was proven to him. Did he accept it? No. But this individual, when it was shown to him, did he accept the truth? Yes, he did. What's the difference? Namrud was not a believer and this person was a believer. So those who believe, Allah saves them. And those who don't, then they are left on their own. Those who don't turn to Allah, they are left on their own. You might say that the evidence that Namrud was given was not as powerful as the evidence that this man was given. Can you say that? This man was made to experience. I mean, he died for a hundred years. He saw the donkey coming back to life in front of him. I mean, it was a much greater proof. But Namrud was just told that try to bring the sun from the west. Is there a difference? Yes, there is. Why is it that the proof given to this believer is better, is greater? Because of his iman. And Allah knew that he was going to accept. He was going to be convinced. I mean, a person might say to Namrud, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should have showed him something greater. But like I mentioned earlier, those who believe, then Allah saves them as well. And those who don't want to believe, those who are not genuine in their search for truth, then whatever truth they are shown, they're not even convinced by that. This is just like Fir'aun. Was he not shown the truth many times? Yes, great miracles were shown to him. Even that didn't affect him. So those who don't want the truth, no matter what they see, great or lesser, it's not going to make a difference. But those who believe, they take benefit from everything. Now another example. وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ And recall when Ibrahim said, He said, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, أَرِنِي You show to me. You show me that كَيْفَ how تُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى how is it that you give life to the dead ones? Ibrahim asked his Lord, Oh Allah, I want to see that how is it that you will give life to the dead ones? Al-Mawta is the plural of Mayit. One who is dead, Mawta, those who are dead. So how will you give life to the dead ones? Qala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, Awalam tu'min? Don't you believe? Oh Ibrahim, don't you believe that I will resurrect the dead? Why do you want to see? Ibrahim salam qala he said, Bala, of course I do believe. I definitely believe. 
وَلَكِنْ بَتْ لِيَطُمَ إِنَّ قَلْبِي I just want to see so that my heart becomes satisfied. So that that curiosity that I have, it's satisfied. لِيَطُمَ إِنَّ قَلْبِي يَطُمَ إِنَّ from طَا مِيم هَمْزَ نُون طَمَأْنِينَ The contentment of the heart. When the heart is at peace with something, it's at rest. Meaning there's no doubt, no shakiness, no fear, no worry, nothing like that. It's just happy, content, satisfied. You know like a flame? Sometimes a flame is moving, constantly moving. Why? Because there's air, there's movement, right? There's wind, whatever. But other times the flame is just straight. That is itmi'nan. Tuma'nina is also required in salah. That when a person is standing, he stands still. When he goes in rukur, he is still. When he gets up, he is still. And then he goes to the next position. But some people, they're rushing through their salah. You don't know where they stopped and where they didn't. So he wanted that his heart would be at rest. Now many times it happens that there are some things that we believe in. And why is it that we believe in that? Simply because Allah has told us. Simply because the Prophet ﷺ informed us about it. There may be many things that we don't fully understand. And yes, there are many things that we cannot fully understand. Because, وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنْ عِلْمِهِ إِلَّا بِمَا شَاءٍ A person could perhaps have a difficulty understanding the angels. A person could have difficulty in understanding how and when the Day of Judgment will occur. A person has difficulty understanding that how does the sun go and do sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the hadith tells us that at sunset, the sun goes to the throne of Allah, prostrates to Allah, and asks Allah that may I go again? And Allah says, yes, you may. But a day will come when the sun will go prostrate to Allah, and Allah will not allow it to go back and rise from the east, but rather to go and rise from the west. And this is in a hadith, sahih hadith. He might wonder, but how? The sun is in its place. How can it go to the throne of Allah and prostrate there? You can't fully logically understand that, right? It is of the matters of the unseen. And there are many other things. This is why one of the first things that we learn in the Qur'an is, يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ They believe in the unseen. Why? The person might say, how can I believe in the unseen? If I have not seen, if I have not understood, I can't accept it. The thing is that we are human beings and we cannot always fully understand something. We are limited in our thinking, in our understanding. You know, for example, viruses, how they spread, how they grow, how they form, this is something that was unknown of before. Completely unknown of before. But eventually people understood And eventually there were studies and eventually people have discovered how they spread and yet they're still studying this. And they admit, they confess that what they know, what they understand is only a little bit. What we have discovered of the universe is only a little bit. We cannot fully comprehend because we are limited in our understanding. It's quite possible that what we think about the universe, our understanding of it is completely wrong. And people 100 years from now, 200 years from now, if they look back, they wonder, oh, how silly people were. You know, just like when we look back, the ancient times when people used to believe that the earth is stationary and the sun goes around it. It was a common belief amongst people. And now when you look back, you're like, how dumb were they? They didn't even know this basic thing. 
They didn't even know this basic thing. So, people are constantly growing in their knowledge. We are constantly growing in our knowledge, in our discoveries. And we cannot fully understand and grasp everything. And we cannot wait to be convinced in order to accept the truth. Because you never know, it might be too late. So if Allah is telling you about something, then what does it mean? That we believe, Bala, I definitely believe. But you may have that curiosity, but I still wonder how. And you have the right to have that curiosity. Because if Ibrahim did, then you do too. Ibrahim said, Oh Allah, I want to see, how will you bring the dead to life? Allah asked him, you don't believe? He said, of course I do. But I just want my heart to be at rest, at peace. I'm just curious. I just want to see. I just want to know how that will happen. So we believe in what we believe because Allah told us, simple. We may be curious, we may wonder, but that, remember, should not lead to doubt. Write this down. You can be curious, you can wonder, but it should not lead to doubt, it should not lead to kufr. Yesterday we learned about how great the kursi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, how great the arsh is. And it might lead us to wonder, it might lead us to be curious, but it should not make us doubt. It should not take us to kufr. And we should say exactly what Ibrahim said, Bala, of course I believe. Even if I don't understand, of course I believe. This is just like in life, when something weird is happening in your life, and like, why is this happening? What do you say? Inshallah there's khair in this. Inshallah there's good in this. Even though I don't see it, but there has to be some benefit. Even though I don't understand why Allah would decide this for me, but I trust Allah. So likewise, in the matters of iman, same thing, bala. But Ibrahim was a special person. And he could ask Allah. He was a prophet of Allah. So he said, I want to see. وَلَكِنْ لِيَطْمَئِنَّ قَلْبِي And Allah answered him. Allah fulfilled his request. قَالَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَخُذْ Then you should take أَرْبَعَةً Four مِنَ الطَّيْرِ Of birds. Take four birds. Take four birds. And فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ صُرْهُنَّ صَادْ وَرَى صَوْر Is to cause something to incline to yourself. To cause something to incline to yourself. Sur, trumpet. That when the trumpet is blown, immediately people rush to it. They pay attention to it. When you're driving and you hear the ambulance, immediately you will go off onto the side. You will respond to that call. Likewise, if there is an owner, if there is a person, they have a pet, as soon as they will call the pet, the pet will come running back. If there is a mother, she has a child, as soon as she will call the child, the child will run to the mother. So this is what فَصُرْهُنَّ means. That you train those birds, you commit them to yourself. فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ Any one of you has a pet? You have a cat? So if you call the cat, does it come to you? If it's a good cat, she will come to you. If she likes you. But if it doesn't like you, then it's not going to come to you. And it's a very beautiful thing that you call the animal, you just take the name and he comes running to you. Chickens, if you train them and they know that you feed them, you just go, ah, 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 and they come running to you no matter where they are. I've seen it myself. I went to somebody's farmhouse once and they had chickens. 
And that lady, she came and she had the food with her and she said, ah, 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 ah. And the chickens who started rushing and running towards her. It was such a beautiful scene. So, فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ Commit them to yourself. And then once you've done that, then slaughter them and cut them into pieces. And once you've cut them into pieces, ثُمَّ then اِجْعَلْ You should put, you should place عَلَى كُلِّ جَبَلٍ Upon every mountain. Meaning upon the mountains. Allahu alam how many there were. But the different mountains that were there, place on them minhunna from them, meaning from the pieces of those birds, juz'an a portion. So cut up all those birds, those four birds, mix up their pieces, place some on one mountain, place another on another mountain, and place another set of pieces on another mountain, and so on and so forth. You can imagine all of this? Okay. And then, summa then ud'uhunna. Then you call them. In the same manner. Ah, 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 or whatever. Ud'uhunna, call them. Ya'tinaka, they will come to you. Sa'ya, running, rushing. Those pieces will rush towards you. Sa'ya, running. Sa'i, seen ya is to run, to rush. So they will come to you, rushing and running. Now you might say, this doesn't normally happen. This was a miracle. Okay, this was a special thing that Allah showed to Ibrahim salam. Why? Because he was a special person as well. He was a prophet of Allah as well. And the prophets of Allah, they have to have strong conviction. Yaqeen. Because they have to tell others. This is just like the prophet wasallam. he was taken on mi'raj. And he was made to see so many things. He was made to see Jannah. He was made to see hellfire. He was made to see so many things. Why? Because he had to convince others of it. And if he had not seen it himself, how could he tell others? So Ibrahim is also same thing. Allah caused this to happen so that Ibrahim would have certainty in this belief that Allah will definitely resurrect. Now why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show him this? That when you put the pieces of the birds on the mountains and when you call the birds, they will come to you running. That this is exactly how resurrection will take place. All of us are who? We are the creation of Allah. And in us is that realization that Allah is our God. Even if intellectually some people don't accept it, their bodies do. Which is why their body will do only what Allah commands them to do. It will get sick when Allah commands that body to get sick. It will heal when Allah commands that body to heal. So, when these bodies die, when the people die, and their bodies are buried in their graves, disintegrated into the earth, perhaps one piece here, another piece there, it can happen, right? But when Allah will call them on the day of judgment, when the trumpet will be blown, likewise, all people will also rush to Allah. Just as those birds, those dead, slaughtered birds, their pieces, they rushed to Ibrahim salam. Why? Because he had committed those birds to himself. He had trained them. Likewise, all of us also, we will rush to Allah on the day of judgment when it will come. In Surah Yasin, Ayah 51, we learn, وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَإِذَا هُم مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَنْسِلُونَ That the trumpet will be blown and immediately the people will rush towards their Lord. They will rush. If you have an animal and you call it, it will rush to you. You have a child, you call, he will rush. Likewise, we are all 
creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When He will call us on the Day of Judgment, then we will also rush. So Allah says, وَعْلَمْ And know that أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ That indeed Allah is mighty and He is wise. So have no doubt. He is aziz. He is fully capable of doing this. He has that power. He has that ability. And He is Hakim. And Hakim is not just one who is wise, but it's from hukum as well. One who implements his hukum. When he decides something, it is carried out. So he is Hakim. When he commands that people come, then people will definitely come. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِي حَاجَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ فِي رَبِّهِ أَنْ آتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكَ إِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّيَ الَّذِي يُحْيِي وَيُمِيتُ قَالَ أَنَا أُحْيِي وَأُمِيتُ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْتِي بِالشَّمْسِ مِنَ الْمَشْرِقِ فَأْتِ بِهَا مِنَ الْمَغْرِبِ فَبُهِتَ الَّذِي كَفَرُ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ أَوْ كَالَّذِي مَرَّ عَلَى قَرْيَةٍ وَهِيَ خَاوِيَةٌ عَلَى عُرُوشِهَا قَالَ أَنَّا يُحْيِي هَذِهِ اللَّهُ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا فَأَمَاتَهُ اللَّهُ مِئَةَ عَامٍ ثُمَّ بَعَثَهُ قَالَ كَمْ لَبِثْتُ قَالَ لَبِثْتُ يَوْمًا أَوْ بَعْضَ يَوْمٍ قال بل لبست مئة عام فانظر إلى طعامك وشرابك لم يتسنه وانظر إلى حمارك ولنجعلك آية للناس وانظر إلى العظام كيف ننشزها ثم نكسوها لحما فَلَمَّا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ قَالَ أَعْلَمُ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ أَرِنِي كَيْفَ تُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى قَالَ أَوَلَمْ تُؤْمِنْ قَالَ بَلَى وَلَكِنْ لِيَطْمَئِنَّ قَلْبِي قال فخذ أربعة من الطير فصرهن إليك ثم جعل على كل جبل منهن جزءا ثم ادعهن يأتينك سعيا واعلم أن الله عزيز حكيم In Surah Al-Baqarah, we have learned about several incidents where the dead were brought to life. The incident of the cow, those thousands of people who left their homes out of fear of death. So Allah caused them to die and then He gave them life again. Then the story of this man or this prophet. And then also the story of Ibrahim where these birds, they came back to life on His call. So all of these stories, what do they teach us? That Allah has... Full ability, complete power to resurrect the dead. So we should not have any doubt in this fact. And if you think about it, resurrecting the dead is something very great. 
And if Allah can do that, then everything else is also possible for him. Everything else is also possible for him. So we should not have any doubt about anything that Allah tells us. Anything at all. Now, a person might say, but these were things that happened to certain individuals, and yes, the truth was made clear to them, but what if I want to see something like that too in order to be convinced? Does that question come to your mind ever? But what if I want to see the truth, and how come Allah won't show me something like that? Just like the Bani Israel demanded, أَرِنَ اللَّهَ جَهْرَ Show us Allah openly. Musa a.s. you say that Allah spoke to you, we want to see Allah. So, should we also make such demands? That we want to see? But what if you really want to? Then you know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed many things in this world that show the truth to us. Resurrection, for example. You see, these days, it's fall, autumn. And all the trees are dying, quite literally, right? They're empty, their leaves are falling, they're standing out there in the cold. And eventually, they'll be covered in snow, and you will wonder, will it survive the winter even? Can leaves ever grow on it? You wonder, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows you that as the season changes, how that tree comes back to life. How that tree that was barren without even a single leaf on it, now it's covered in leaves that you can't even see the branches anymore. How this forest is dead, all you can see is brown twigs and leaves on the ground, that's all you can see. Eventually a time comes that when it's all green and you can't even see inside. It's so dense, there's so many leaves in it. So the thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed ayat everywhere. When we are ever in doubt, or we have some question, or some curiosity, then we should say what Ibrahim said, Bala, of course, I definitely believe. Even though I don't fully understand, but I do believe. But we should also make dua that, Ya Allah, help me understand. Help me understand. Help me see the truth. The Prophet ﷺ used to pray, Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa. That, O oh Allah, show us the truth as truth and give us the ability to follow it. And show us falsehood as falsehood. And give us the ability to avoid it. So we should also ask Allah for conviction, for yaqeen, for the truth. And we should also open up our eyes, reflect and look around. And when such negative thoughts come, seek refuge with Allah against the shaitan. It is said that once Abdullah ibn Abbas, he met Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-As. And he said to him, that which ayah in the Qur'an carries more hope for you? Meaning which ayah of the Qur'an is it that when you read, you become so hopeful? So, Amr ibn al-As, he replied, the verse which says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ That, oh, Servants of mine who have transgressed against their souls, don't despair from the mercy of Allah. When I read that verse, it gives me a lot of hope. Ibn Abbas said, but I say that it's the statement of Allah, وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ أَرْنِي كَيْفَ تُحِيِّ الْمَوْتَ قَالَ أَوَلَمْ تُؤْمِنْ قَالَ بَلَا وَلَكِنْ لِيَطْمَئِنَّ قَلْبِي It is this ayah that gives me the most hope. Why do you think he said that? Why do you think he said that? 
Because all of us get attacked by the shaitan. He puts waswas in our hearts. He makes us doubt. He makes us question. He makes us shaky in our faith. But when you read this ayah, that even Ibrahim wondered, then you can also wonder. But that wonder should not lead to doubts and kufr. Just like Ibrahim At that time of wonder, we should turn to Allah like Ibrahim turned to Allah. Okay, let's listen to the recitation again. الله ولي الذين آمنوا الله ولي الذين آمنوا يخرجهم من الظلمات إلى النور والذين كفروا أولياءهم الطاغوت يخرجونهم من النور إلى الظلمات أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِي حَاجَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ فِي رَبِّهِ أَنْ آتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكَ إِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّيَ الَّذِي يُحْيِي وَيُمِيتُ قَالَ أَنَا أُحْيِي وَأُمِيتُ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْتِي بِالشَّمْسِ مِنَ الْمَشْرِقِ فَأْتِ بِهَا مِنَ الْمَغْرِبَ فَبُهِتَ الَّذِي كَفَرُ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ أَوْ كَالَّذِي مَرَّ عَلَى قَرْيَةٍ وَهِيَ خَاوِيَةٌ عَلَى عُرُوشِهَا قَالَ أَنَّا يُحْيِي هَذِهِ اللَّهُ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا فَأَمَاتَهُ اللَّهُ مِئَةَ عَامٍ ثُمَّ بَعَثَهُ قال كم لبثت قال لبثت يوما أو بعض يوم قال بل لبثت مئة عام فانظر إلى طعامك وشرابك لم يتسنه وانظر إلى حمارك ولنجعلك آية للناس وانظر إلى العظام كيف ننشزها ثم نكسوها لحما فلما تبين له قال أعلم أن الله على كل شيء قدير وإذ قال إبراهيم رب أرني كيف تحيي الموتى قال أولم تؤمن قال بلى ولكن ليطمئن قلبي قال فخذ أربعة من الطير فصرهن إليك ثم جعل على كل جبل ثم جعل على كل جبل منهن جزءا ثم دعهن يأتينك سعيا واعلم أن الله عزيز حكيم سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ولا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته